You know the phrase, keep your pants on? Mm-hmm. What is that about? Isn't it like, keep keep cool? All right, all like, right, keep your pants on. Like, hold your horses, slow your roll, mm-hmm. calm down. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's both it is. Of those things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think what the underlying implication is, sort of, the idea that you're you're keeping your pants on because it's not time to have sex just yet. <laughs> really? Is that what that... That's my interpretation of it, yeah. is that there is this this sort of sexual... I guess, what else could it mean? Like, I don't... That's what I mean. Like, other other than... People who are very... Keep your ex- pants on because we're not at that point in the, in the sexual activity yet where your pants should oh, come off. Yeah. Like, there's other things to do first. Mm-hmm. So calm down, slow down. Let's focus above the belt for yeah. now. Yeah. You know, keep your pants on. Yeah. I feel like I am euphemistically prude. Like it's taken me a long time to accept that some references are in fact sexual. <laughs> like the joke, is that a banana in your pocket? Or are you excited to see me? I couldn't accept for years that that was a reference to an erection. Really? I just. What I, did you think? It was a phrase or it was a joke that was so widely used. So widely used. I was like, this wouldn't be as open and out there right. if it was talking about a boner. That's kind of how I feel about keep your pants on. Yeah. It's like insidious. Right. And in that it's just this kind of neutered phrase that means like slow down, mm-hmm. calm down. Mm-hmm. But it really refers to someone who's so horny they're taking off their pants. <laughs> yeah. To get to it. <laughs> I must know what kind of mental acrobatics you did to, you know, convince yourself that it, it, that it didn't mean erection. It was a constant search, not like actual. I didn't get on Google and search, although that probably would have cleared it up definitively for me. <laughs> but it was like scanning my brain for what else it could yeah. possibly be. And just mean. kind of the ongoing scan was enough for you to like hold at bay yeah. the harsh reality. Yeah, I couldn't come face to face with the truth. Hold your horses, you could say unthinkingly, but no one's ever saying, is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Right. Just in casual conversation. (laughs) Unless if someone is holding something in their pocket and it looks as if they have an erection, you would break that out. Yeah. Is that a banana in your pocket or did you get an erection (laughs) as you were approaching me because you saw me? Are you carrying around a banana for some reason or (laughs) when you saw me, you were so physically aroused that now anyone who looks at you can see your boner through your pants. <laughs> and you're just like, no, yeah. You're right, well, it's not about you. It could be about anything. Right, yeah. yeah. Jedediah is a man Who once was a boy And he wrote down all his feelings In a diary to enjoy Now he's reading it again Reading it for you Maybe you'll recognize yourself too. Jetta Diaries, the Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now the song is through. I was very young when this happened. I, I, I don't remember when exactly, but do you know the insult? If my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave his ass and make him walk backwards? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Do you understand it? A dog with a shaved ass who is walking backwards would still be more attractive than you? Yeah. Basically, if my dog's shaved ass is more pleasant to look at than its face. I see. Which is ugly because it's your face. You know, I heard this and we were like, it was a group of kids and somebody said that and I laughed. And By the way, that is way too long to be, like, if someone said that to me, <laughs> your stop. face is uglier than, I want a one or two word thing you know i don't want to sit around and wait for them to get through the well 
you know, I think that that kind of feeds well into my reaction. So I, I, by the end of that phrase, I'd lost the thread. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You know, and I, I didn't understand. So I understand it now, but that's mm. the benefit of hindsight because at the time, it just sounded like a cruel and unusual punishment mm-hmm. to me. It was like, oh, if my dog was so ugly, I'd do this mean thing to it. Yeah. So I said something like, oh, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> if my cat was as ugly as you, I'd make it get on a fish hook and, and I'd send it under the water with all the fish. <laughs> oh, God. This wasn't me suggesting I impale a cat or right. suggesting you drown a cat. Mm-hmm. It was literally just like, how do I make a... Oh, no. It was... <laughs> it was... It was this. It was cats eat fish. Mm-hmm. Fish eat worms. What if I made the cat be like a worm? <laughs> so that a fish would eat it, subverting the order of things. Uh-huh. I That was my interpretation. As wrong as it is, I did it very quickly. Like my interpretation of the dog insult was, this is backwards from the way things ought to be. Mm-hmm. And I applied that in a new situation. Yeah. And I could just imagine everyone else also around me, as I'm saying, oh, I'm going to make one up, them mm-hmm. being like, what is... Yeah. What does he mean he's going to make one up? Although, you know, it's like a Yo Mama joke. Right. You know, those are infinitely expandable, mm-hmm. much like Yo Mama. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, can, I can imagine the children around me being like, what does he mean he's going to make one up? And then I saying it and them being like, <laughs> what, is he what is going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember if it was at that moment or if it was sometime later that I realized I just like totally misinterpreted mm-hmm. the meaning of this insult. Yeah. And I remember that being very embarrassing. And that was that was like a public a public display. Embarrassing me. after the fact. Yes. Because oh, everyone the, was like, what the hell are you talking time, about? Did you think it landed at the time? No. Okay. I, I think at the time I realized, oh my goodness, I've I have like grievously misunderstood something here. Yeah. Yeah. That is one of the worst feelings, I think. The way your stomach drops out when you realize you have like very much misunderstood mm-hmm. something and proven it to everyone around you. Yeah. I have those moments where I've done similar things where I've either misunderstood something or someone has insulted me in a stupid way and I have failed to come back from that. Don't you just wish you could go back and disarticulate metaphorically they're stupid i mean that's such a dumb thing to say that the dog. So ugly oh you mean that- you mean rather than saying something dumb right pointing out that what they said was dumb right <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say I've ever had that wish. No, really? Yeah. Is that something that happens to you? Yeah. I just think about ways in which I was slighted or insulted when I was young. We've talked about this. The ghost on the stair. Right. Spirit of the staircase. Well, there's that. There's coming up with a comeback. Oh, but you you mean diffusing the initial. Yes. The the inciting incident. Mm -hmm. It's not like matching fire with fire, which is coming up with the perfect comeback. (laughs) It's using water on fire. Right. It's just putting out the fire. (laughs) (laughs) like completely in a way that I failed to do at the time because I was intimidated or I I felt out of I've never wished to do this but I'm going to start wishing yeah thanks for giving me a new neurosis (laughs) I know it's no way to live (laughs) what uh do you remember you have a specific example of a thing that you wish you could go back and rejoined we talked last week about our and we've talked increasingly about our frequent ubiquitous use of sarcasm yes and you said last week how that should be used as a seasoning not the main ingredient which is true as we saw in the birthday tape sarcasm was a way to respond to one another and i remember around this time it was 1993 someone picking on me he was older than me i was intimidated so i responded (laughs) by saying in a really dumb voice what he had just said to me 
and it didn't work at all. <laughs> he kicked it up 10 notches oh, and him and his friends were you just got his attention. Like, I got his attention and it was the wrong way to do it. Uh, yeah, that was like an invitation rather than uh, diffusing. And that was a case of me feeling like I'm out of my element. I used my secret weapon and it failed miserably. <laughs> You're like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> really like turned your world upside down. Yeah. What did you do? You just kind of like took it. I just sat there and I took yeah. it and I yeah. felt terrible. I wish now that I had simply said, listen to what you just said. I feel like that would have been way more. <laughs> I don't think I think they would have just given effective. you a pounding. <laughs> but if I, was, I don't think there was any way out of that sense. If situation. I looked at him with a completely gobsmacked face, <laughs> I was just like, can you listen to yourself? Can you listen to that? would kick your ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wish he remembered what he what did he say to I you. I do, too. Hey, nice pants, idiot. <laughs> nice pants, idiot. I mean, Jesus, that is asking for abuse. Yeah, I don't know why you thought that would be a good I know. idea. Because mm-hmm. it worked. Up until then, it had worked. And I, all of a sudden, it really didn't. And I thought I was going for the big guns. Oh, oh yeah. You were like, oh, he'll like he'll he's gonna regret messing with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll never see this one coming. <laughs> but imagine that. Imagine being a bigger kid and seeing a little kid and like saying, "Hey, nice haircut, freak!" And mm-hmm. they go, "Nice haircut, freak!" You'd be, I mean, I my blood is my hackles are raising just from the idea. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like ready to take that kid to town. <laughs> This imaginary child because it is it is a mocking yeah with between us i mean from the video it was an effective way to shut you down mm-hmm. because it's like oh that hurt my feelings yeah to have the thing i just said be thrown back at me is clearly stupid mm-hmm. i guess i'm stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but that only works on people with low self-confidence yeah. in this in that case right and when the the power is clearly on one side I don't know what I could have done to come back from whatever he was saying to me. Yeah, I think yeah. it probably the right response was just like, "You're, yep, <laughs> right. you're right. My, <laughs> My pants, pants are suck. stupid. Thank you. <laughs> it was a good lesson, though. I think it was a necessary lesson at the time. It maybe taught me the limits of sarcasm and made, like oh. ratcheted it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I hope you did. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, folks, you can take your pants off. Because it is week 28 of the Jedi Diaries, and I am your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Paquette. It is summer. It is hot. I don't know why I started with that, because I do this all year round. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you take off when you come inside your apartment? Uh, my shirt. <laughs> really? Your yeah. overshirt? Yeah. Okay, and then what? I mean, then I kick off my pants. Yeah. Okay. One of the great joys of coming home is kicking off your Taking pants. your pants off. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's the, it, I, I take my pants off first yeah oh, they're really? the first things to go mm-hmm. and i am never happier yeah than when I've, I've been able to remove myself from the shackles of pants mm-hmm. at the end of a long day yeah it really is one of life's great joys yeah i was gonna say tiny joys because i think it's a great okay yeah it's a it can be both joy. yeah can be both tiny in its scope mm-hmm. and great in its magnitude mm-hmm. much like this diary <laughs> July 10th. I rented Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse for SNES, and I beat it. Wow. Josie was acting retarded this morn. I went swimming in Mary Kay's pool and a river. A river? A lot of swimming. Yeah. Summer. I wonder if Mary Kay's pool wouldn't suffice. You were so used to going to recreation, 
Swimming in a natural body of water. Yeah. Like this is a poor substitute. I got, I got into Mary Kay's pool and I was like, this won't do at all. <laughs> no. Mother? Drive me to the river. <laughs> drive me to the nearest river post haste. <laughs> Mary Kay is not the Mary Kay you might be thinking. Cosmetics. Not cosmetics Mary Kay. It's my mom's friend, Mary okay. Kay. Who actually, for all I know, might be the cosmetics Mary Kay. Yeah. I don't think so, though. Maybe just maybe was very private. I rented a video game and, and beat... This is quite, quite a day. Yeah, that's Wake a lot. Wake up in that's, the morn. That's a lot. My brother acting, quote, retarded. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the use of that word again. I rent and beat an entire video game. Yeah, with time to spare. Yeah, time to spare to go swimming in not one, but two bodies of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not, not a bad vacation. <laughs> July 11th. I went to Matt's house, and we made another Super Matt video. Ronnie is leaving on Tuesday. Wreck tomorrow. Crap. I watched Wienerville. Mm, what is Wienerville? I don't... Wienerville, if my memory serves, was a one-time TV special. A comedian whose last name was Wiener. Doug Wiener or something like mm-hmm. that. And I think he had this bit where it was his head... But a tiny puppet body. Oh. Do you remember that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, and he had all these kind of characters that he would play. There was like a baby. Mm-hmm. There was oh, a businessman. I do this. Yeah, and so it would just be his head with you know a hat and then a fake set and a and a fake little body. And mm-hmm. that was like that was his shtick. Yeah, and Wienerville was the the place where all these big headed individuals lived, mm-hmm. lived, worked, and played. Yeah. Uh, we made another Super Matt video, so Super that means Matt. the first video we made. Like a couple weeks ago, that I made with Matt was Super, Super Matt. Matt. We're just we're just cranking them out. Yeah, I, I've mentioned Super Dave before on this podcast. Super Dave was a live action and a cartoon. Um, Super Dave was a daredevil, basically like evil Knievel if evil Knievel was inept. Yeah, yeah, totally inept. He was always trying to do a stunt and it would go <laughs> wrong, and he would be you know grievously injured and scream and you know be covered in suit like a cartoon it was basically like an, a, a human looney tune yeah character it's a premise that makes me laugh today <laughs> <laughs> and me and matt were enamored of this show so when i got my video camera we we thought we'd uh, rip it off yeah <laughs> you did a stunt that i remember so matt was obviously super matt you knocked him off the porch mm-hmm. at your dad's house yeah. balcony and the way you set up and executed the shot to me was just a feat <laughs> It was a case of me wishing that I had been on it because I couldn't believe how good yeah, it was. Yeah, it really looked as if I'd accidentally knocked him off the balcony with the door. Yeah. He was like looking over the edge and I opened the door into his butt. Yeah. And he blew no, off. Right All now. he did was move out I know. of view. I know. But, to but me I think was... then, the, the you know, he kind of did one of those screams that's like, ah! Yeah. And then I think there was maybe a dummy involved yeah. from a different angle. You expanded yeah. my good idea stuff. of what we could do with Filmmaking. a tiny video camera. <laughs> <laughs> July 12th. I didn't go to rec today. Me and Matt made some more Super Matt videos. Ronnie is such a dork. He messed up our videos <laughs> twice. Arg. <laughs> I remember that. Ronnie just wanted to be involved. He was a little Ronnie kid. Ronnie was a little kid with these cool i'm making air quotes cool big kids yeah. in another place mm-hmm. and we were just like ronnie shut up we're trying to make a movie yeah. and ronnie was just like i'll be in the movie let <laughs> me be in the movie what is the movie what are you doing what's this movie called yeah. i can contribute 
Yeah, he just no, wanted... Ronnie, get out of here. <laughs> he just wanted in. I think the true little kids were me and Matt. Yeah, clearly. But you were cranking out those super Matt videos. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we really were into this. Like, yeah. We made one on Sunday, and I was like, you know what? We're on a roll. Mm-hmm. I can't waste my time at rec today. I can't go to the beach when, <laughs> when there's art to be made. Yeah. I'm going back over to Matt's, uh-huh. and we're making another Super Matt. <laughs> yeah. I believe, I think this one, if I remember this one, because the one, the one you're remembering is at my dad's house. Yeah, I believe the one I'm Matt's, remembering obviously. was at Matt's house. He had a, maybe built an explosive or something, and he blew his hand off. Yeah. And we had... And we had this fake like hand, like mm-hmm. a, like for Halloween, like mm-hmm. a human hand, a white man's hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know the camera cut, and Matt was like, "Oh, oh my hand!" And then you know the camera pointed to the ground where there was just a hand, and like, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> I love. We had a prop box that over the years we accumulated stuff in. So many of the videos or movies we made were predicated or based on whatever we had from the prop box. So this hand, we must have acquired at some point in the summer months of 1993 and it just became like a staple yeah i think we just used it because you know it was a prop it was a great prop (laughs) so let's build a movie around it (laughs) i mean all the greatest movies are built around (laughs) built around a prop yeah you know they made jaws because they were like we got this huge robot shark laying around the studio what do we why don't we make a movie about it (laughs) they were our MacGuffins. That, you know, Hitch- yeah. Hitchcock, I mean, he didn't base the movie on the prop that he had or the MacGuffin, but often that's at the center of it. We were yeah. we were the Hitchcock of our. <laughs> See, to me, a MacGuffin is an object of a quest. Well, that's true. Like the Maltese Falcon is a famous MacGuffin. It's also described as the object that drives the plot. Oh, or the oh, thing okay. for which everybody okay. yeah, is it can concerned be or seeking, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The MacGuffin is interesting, but it can be anything. I mean, that's kind of the point of a MacGuffin. The Maltese Falcon could have been a Burmese frog. Right. You know, like it could have been anything. Yeah. Just sound. Maltese Falcon sounds good. It's like a device. I mean, it's a, it is a device, strictly speaking, but it's also like, you know, story 101 is, what is the line? The character needs to want something, even if it's a glass of water. You know, oh, like yeah. it gives the character something Motiv- to want. Their motivation. Their motivation. Yeah. Why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah. What is your MacGuffin? <sighs> I was thinking about that recently, (laughs) and I was thinking about how we have these primitive primordial impulses that drive us. Someone said this, someone who was much smarter than me, but we like to think of our brains as truth-seeking machines, Mm. but actually they're rationalizing Mm. machines. Mm -hmm. So, and I think this is true, and I've been thinking about the relationship between my, say, reptilian brain and like my cerebral cortex, for example. Yeah, yeah. Most of us, a lot of us, decide we want to do something. We're driven by emotions or fear or these kind of like primitive impulses. And then we rationalize why we want to do those oh, things. Yeah. We map on the intellect or the rationale after we've kind of decided what we want we, to do. We convince ourselves that we did it in the right. opposite, opposite order. So I think like a lot of people, I am driven by these hidden impulses about which I have very little idea. This gets back to talking about knowing yourself, like yeah. knowing what drives you. I yeah. think I do a lot to avoid pain and seek pleasure, which is what yeah. we all do. That is literal lizard brain activity. It is. That's what amoebas do. You mentioned this on Lily's podcast, but you don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I also, who does, but I also don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Good. That's important. I mean, it, feel, it feels good mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it feels like a real evolution. Mm-hmm. These days, I am actually a lot of times operating in a place that feels firmly outside my comfort zone. And it's causing me some anxiety. (laughs) But Uh the more you do that, 
the more time you spend doing something uncomfortable, the less uncomfortable it seems. Right. I think. Yeah, I think in, that's in many true. cases. Mm-hmm. And it will expand your definition of comfort, mm-hmm. which, you know, your comfort zone will literally get bigger. Yeah. You don't grow when you're comfortable, generally. Right. But you didn't actually answer. What is your MacGuffin? That, my you, answer you is know. that I, I am still searching yeah. for my MacGuffin. And I think that that is the best definition. Like, I think the best MacGuffin mm-hmm. is like the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's got right. something glowing inside of it. It's never stated what it is. Yeah. It is vague. You can kind of fill in one whoever you want, whatever mm-hmm. makes the story most interesting to you. Mm-hmm. But even that's too defined. Like I think the best MacGuffins are the ones that we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. We just know it's important and we know that we want it. Yeah. <laughs> If I have a MacGuffin, if it's anything, it's probably love. Hmm. I'm just looking for love. Yeah. July 13th. I didn't go to wreck again. <laughs> Me, Jay, and D went to a water slide. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> I sort of liked it. <laughs> I can draw good. Ronnie went home today. <laughs> I like when you hedge. I, I didn't like it. I sort of liked it. I know. What's that about? I don't you know. Think? That's interesting. I didn't like it very much. I sort of liked it. I find it fascinating when I when I do this mm-hmm. because it means that I've written. I mean, I'm you know, I don't think I'm putting a lot of forethought into these entries. So I've written down, I didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- I look at that sentence and I think, oh, that's not actually true. I sort of liked it. And yeah. I write that down. Yeah. Uh, in this entry, I've written me, J, and D, and you might ask how I know who the J and the D are. Yeah, I was going to well, ask. Well, thankfully, right above it in the margins, I've written J equals Josie, D equals Dad. Okay. So it's trying to save space Yeah. in the entry, using the extra space above it to kind of make <laughs> use to, to... At least I'm explaining myself now. I've learned. <laughs> I know. July 14th. I am tired. <laughs> It's like coming home to an old friend. I was going to say, I love when we get back to... Yeah, it really feels nice. There's a warmth to it. Mm -hmm. And it's a comfort. Yeah. (laughs) An old familiar turn of phrase. (laughs) I had TKD. Another, another one of the old classics. Mm -hmm. I am getting sick of it. (laughs) Mom is leaving to NY tomorrow. We are getting two new discs. T and M are getting sick of AJ. Oh. Lest you wonder who T and M are, I have written above this entry, T equals Tori, M equals Matt. Mm -hmm. So clearing Mm -hmm. that up right away. Yeah. Couple questions. Mm Mm-hmm. Two new discs? Yeah. I don't know what that was. No idea what that means. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was an era, the era of floppy disks, so. Maybe. But I don't know why we are getting two new Mom, if you've got any idea what these two new discs we got were, call the tip line, Mm 1-802-851-9578. Also, Mom, while you're at it, we'd love to know uh, what was in New York that that you you had to go to. There's a big moment finishing off this entry. Yeah. I can't believe this. T and M, Tori and Matt, are getting sick of AJ. Yeah, we were. I think we'd realized that it, it'd run its course. Oh, Every storyline had been used up. Just months. I mean, within the last few months, I'm, I've been dreaming about how this is our ticket to success. <laughs> I know. Once again, everyone, just in case you're confused, AJ's world was this sort of fantasy play world that we invented where we played small children 
in uh, a town and it was like we had this these delusions of grandeur about how it could be like a um a media property someday yeah <laughs> you know so this is a big deal for me like right. i'm 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 probably at this point hanging all of my you know i've i've my future is riding on this mm-hmm. what what happened this is a case in which there is a dissonance between what you record and what i remember not a tremendous one. I just remember I that it. it was a three-way decision or a three-way. Can you use a different word than, than you remember it being a three-way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember the three of us all sort of around the same time becoming oh, a little disillusioned, a little disillusioned with this world that we created. Very interesting. Um, Were we growing up? Maybe. I, although I kind of remember us saying, let's basically like, let's shelve it for a while. Yeah, let's, we ended up doing it forever, but maybe that's how we had to convince ourselves that we needed a break. It's very interesting that you could shelve something, but you could also table something. And that, that means the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or I feel like tabling is temporary. Tabling is temporary. Let's, shelving is shelving more long term. Like, we're yeah. going to put this on the shelf and sort of forget about yeah, it. Yeah, it's on the shelf. You know. Okay. So, I mean, you, you sort of told on yourself there is that you may have presented it like, oh, let's table this. Right. But what we were really doing was shelving it. Shelving it. it. Yeah. yeah. For the indefinite future. Okay. Well, I mean, the wording of this entry doesn't necessarily right. <laughs> contradict that your memory. Because mm-hmm. I'm not speaking as to what. It's certainly implied that I'm not on board with this shelving. This is another idea. You speculated that maybe we were growing up. I don't think that was it because I, I think <laughs> I think what happened, Matt and I were increasingly interested in Jurassic Park. So I think we wanted oh. to play Jurassic Park. And I think as we talked about like, a few episodes like, ago, you're... you weren't as enamored of oh, Jurassic Park as we were. Yeah. So I think that, I think that was drawing us that in, I in like. a different direction. That rings true to yeah. me. That seems like, yeah, you guys were like, we have precious little time to play. Right. We need to spend as much as possible on Jurassic Park. Jed's <laughs> wasting us this time with AJ's world. Yeah. He hasn't realized what we've all moved on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is this is the beginning of the end of, of, uh, of AJ's world. Mm-hmm. Good riddance, <laughs> I say. July 15th. I went to Ben and Jerry's today. I bought a brownie and two shooting ice cream cones. (laughs) I wish I had superpowers. That would be cool. Yeah, a killer funny head. (laughs) All right, so now I'm remembering we've (laughs) we've tabled (laughs) the immature AJ's world (laughs) for the much more mature killer funny heads. Mm -hmm. What is that? I don't know where to start with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had superpowers. This isn't the first time that I've mentioned this in this diary. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Those are two sentences that I can absolutely say today. Stand by, yeah. With the exact same want, (laughs) exact same feeling, yearning behind them. Mm -hmm. I wish I had superpowers. That would be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. For a long time, I fantasized about having time manipulation powers. Yeah. Oh, me too. I, I really would a... love to be able to pause things, mm-hmm. uh, to fix a mistake, something you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're you're too nervous to talk to a girl, and the moment passes, rewind it, try again. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding through something that's boring. Yeah. Fast forwarding through school. Fast forwarding to an exciting event. Yeah. You know, slow it down. Mm-hmm. Slow down something if something you really like is going on and you want it to last forever. Yeah. I mean, who would this is that is. That was the superpower that I most actively can, I can remember wishing to have. Yeah. To have. I think we all want to. Many of us want to stop time. Mm. And I had I had a similar thing, and but I had created this conception or these rules, like 
part of I wanted to stop time for many reasons, but one of the reasons was that I, so I could like eat junk food. But I was like, well, if I eat junk food, would that affect me in nonstop time? So like my, but I was also also like wanted to read books, and I was like, if the deal I make with myself is that like nothing that I do during pause time will affect unstop time or yeah. unpause time, but will like if I read books, I will forget. So I was like, okay, so any anything I take in mentally or intellectually like will apply to the unpause time, but like if I eat like a full pizza, that's not going to affect my weight, for example. <laughs> I had the, these little intricate, oh, intricate little rules. rules. That's yeah. so interesting for something that could never happen. It could never happen. That's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. July 16th. Tori is sleeping over. We did the Super Bodie Man video over. Dad is a stupid retard. He is being dumb. Mm. Two sexy movies are on tonight. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> we really, we really had this was a this is a thing now. We, yeah, you would come over, we would watch sex. I knew they were on because we had the TV guide and we looked right. at the TV guide to see what was going to be on Cinemax that night because now we have Cinemax. I, mean, I wonder if we two scared, sexy movies are on tonight. Sleepovers <laughs> for when the sexiest movies are <laughs> yeah. on. And the TV guide would give you like the the nudity warning. It oh would, yeah, you it, would know. It was like yeah, rated right. R, go to NC seventeen for nudity, strong language. I do remember having to redo the or wanting to redo the Super well, Buddy not, video after watching Superman. Yeah, it sounds like you you watched what was possible. Yeah, with me and Matt, and it made you realize that, that what we'd done was no good. It wasn't even close. You'd raised the bar. Really, really liberally using the R word this week mm-hmm. to describe my family. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Josie. Um, I wonder what do you remember my what my dad might have been doing? I mean, he was probably just like, "Hey, stop." screaming yeah you know stop throwing your toys everywhere stop playing that sexy movie so loud (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was likely just asking us to kind of dial it down a notch i think after again after seeing the birthday tape last week we were clearly very (laughs) oh my god you're right you know what to be around good lord that really does put a new twist on this (laughs) on this stuff like knowing that when we were together we were probably just like hyper shouting the same bad stupid jokes over and over again (laughs) yeah you know i'm certain he wasn't being dumb i am certain we were the ones in fact being dumb yeah and that was (laughs) sorry dad your dad's apartment at that point wasn't very big yeah it was being stuck in a small space with us sounds miserable Well, at least he knew that at some point in the night we would, would retire to my room, <laughs> close the door, and turn the TV on very quietly, and just be engrossed for like four hours. <laughs> uh, back to back. <laughs> Double sexy movie feature. That's the end of another week. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, we are mid-July. Yeah. My poor parents. I know. Apologies to our families. Gratitude to our listeners. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in week after week. You might say my MacGuffin is actually your enjoyment. The thing I'm questing after. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, it is a kind of love. It is. I am putting this out into the world as like a labor of love. Yeah. An act of love. Mm -hmm. Um, Love for my my inner child. Love for the past. Mm -hmm. Love for... For the people in it, mm-hmm. you know, love for you, Tori, mm. and love for for everyone who's listening. Yeah, I love you. I love you all. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for spending any time at all on this podcast. It's yeah. really something. It is something. You, like our families, are putting up with us week after week. 
It's a real exercise of tolerance. <laughs> You're heroes, each, each and every <laughs> each one of you. Um, speaking of love, Janet Jackson uh, song "That's the Way Love Goes" has been at the top of the charts for about two months at this point. Yeah, and uh, this week sees itself taken out by a song I am literally hearing for the first time right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know this song? I've never heard. I've I've, ne- I, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, song. I really missed this one, but it was the top of the charts for two weeks last week and this coming week in 1993, and it is a song called "Week" by SWV. Here's seven seconds of it. Jetta Diaries, Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through. 